Hey, welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. I'm Sanjay Parikh. And I'm Adam Walker. And we're back for episode number 13. Lucky number 13. Can you believe we have been doing this for half a year now? It's been a glorious half of a year, I have to say. I've really thoroughly enjoyed my time. I, I think it's... Uh, Wait a minute. That sounds like you're done with it. I'm not right? done. No, okay. I'm just getting ramped up, man. I'm just getting kicking here. You just say getting kicking. enjoyed your time like this I mean, is over. No, man, it's great. It's, we're Six months and you're done. Rolling. We're going to ramp it up even, I think. I we're love that. about that. We are yeah. going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what we can do to make this bigger, better, and more awesomer. Yes. That's the awesomer. word I was looking for. Awesomer. Always. I try yeah. to use that in every week. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> well, it's from my side, it's good to be back. I missed y'all uh, from two weeks ago. I was yeah, out on you. vacation. Uh, but I'm glad to be back. I was I was thinking about the episode, and and by the way, you and Kashi did a great job oh, for episode 12. I really enjoyed listening to it. I think it's uh, maybe because I wasn't involved in it. It was a lot more fun listening to it. Yeah, it, I think it's more fun when you're not critiquing yourself. Yeah, so exactly. There's a certain amount of self-loathing that happens when you're listening to an episode <laughs> that you're on. It's like, oh, I sound like a moron. Great. Do yeah. we do we yeah. need to get you on the couch and like? Do some I probably counseling should, yeah, sessions or should, something. We right? should do that. Sounds have like me it. have me uh, identify what paint splotches are. And they're like <laughs> butterfly. They're called Rorschach. Rorschach. Rorschach anyway. Okay. So <laughs> what do we got going on? Do we have any events we want to talk about? Well, we do have uh, one event coming up that I'll mention uh, that my nonprofit Forty Eight and Forty Eight is doing. It's called the Forty Eight and Forty Eight Impact Lab. It's coming up on July the twenty seventh, which I believe is uh, well. Coming up. So uh, if you want to check that out, it's uh, 48in48.org forward slash impact lab. If you're a nonprofit that uh, needs some marketing help or knows somebody that needs some, a nonprofit that needs some marketing help, you should definitely check that out. So it'll be this Thursday once this uh, episode publishes. That right seems on Monday. accurate. Yes. So it's a few days after this episode. That goes feels live. correct. Yeah. 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 Based on my inaccurate math. Yes. And, and we should also give a shout out to Prototype Prime where yeah. we record this Love uh, every Prime. other week. Um, and we've got some other things in the works too, but we're not going to announce them just yet, but, uh, we might be doing a recording, not at prototype prime. In the yeah. Near future, we got so. some cool stuff coming up. Yeah. Speaking of coming like up yep. in this episode, we're going to be talking about some cool stuff with Google street view. We're going to, YouTube is doing some interesting, uh, counterterrorism work, actually an anti-drone radio wave, Obama's fake video, a security robot that just had enough. And had to end it all. I'll just leave it there. Uh, Chinese umbrella sharing company that lost 300,000 umbrellas. And the Trump administration's uh, startup visa rule. And possibly, if there's time, how police body cams are going to use AI uh, moving into the future. There's a lot of interesting things going on right now. So let's talk about uh, space. I love space. The final frontier. Listen, if you're listening to this and you love space, which should be 100% of you, this is exciting news right here. Well, you know, I'll tell you before we talk about uh, Google and, and space, I'll tell you on vacation, we went out and saw the very large array, the VLA in New Mexico. Do you know what this thing is? I, I do not. But the fact that it's called the VLA and very large array just amuses the heck out of me. But yeah. go ahead. All so right. it's uh, I think it's either 26 or 27 hundred foot dishes, radio telescope dishes pointed out into outer space. I feel like I've seen those in movies, right? So like you like have. contact and so stuff. So contact right? yes. was filmed there. I knew it. So they had they only have 26 or 27 dishes there, but in contact they had 113. Right. So they digitally added in all the others. Oh, um, they have a bunch okay. of and Jody Foster actually na- uh, narrates the film that they've got there at the VLA. Oh, that's awesome. This thing is in the middle of nowhere. I bet. It was awesome. And you went to there to the middle of nowhere. 
to go see it. That's I mean, amazing. yeah, Why we would were you nearby. Not? Of course. Like, we're going to do this thing. That's amazing. Um, but we're going to talk about the other end of space, not here on Earth, but in actual outer space. In the International Space Station. So, so what is Google doing out so there? Everybody knows Google Street View, right? If you, so you can, you can find a, a, a location or a store or something, and then you can click on Google Street View, and you can see that store in, you know, in, in, in real time and turn around and kind of explore it. And then uh, a lot of times you can actually go inside of buildings and you can begin exploring the inside of buildings using Google Street View, which is fantastic. And so now Google Street View is coming or has come, I guess, to the International Space Station. So, so did they send a little car up there with take pictures? <laughs> like, how did that happen? Yeah, they floated a car right down the hallway. <laughs> it was just glorious. And uh, but yeah, they, they you can explore the International Space Station. Yeah. Like, like just tour the hallway. I guess they're called hallways when you float through them still, right? You can tour I the hallways so, yeah. and, and whatever. Yeah. And it's super cool because they've got like these little uh, icons. And when you're looking at something and you don't know what it is, which is basically everything, you can click on these little icons and it will explain to you what that particular thing is. So I think you need to tell me how many days of work have you now missed just playing around on the oh, space no, no, station? No. These are days of work I'm planning to miss. So, oh, okay. I, so next week is just out. Like okay, if so you've I've already a, blocked it off. Yeah. If I've got a meeting with you next week, just forget it. You it's know? not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be great. So you know what would be cool is if they if they do like spacewalks, like you could do virtual spacewalks oh, coming off the space that station. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be wicked? Yes. Yeah. They you know they've talked about don't they have um I think they have Google uh moon or something like that, right? Where they've mapped the moon as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't there's, I seen there's that. There's something like cuz there's Google Earth with all the stuff here. Google Moon. But I feel like they've done the moon or at we least there was an announcement out. about that. We need to find that out. So they're they're all about uh mapping everything. They're going to map out. everything. Yeah. Okay. See I love if they it. can find little green aliens out there. There is now uh, an anti-drone radio wave startup called SkySafe that has just secured $11.5 million in funding. And what they do is they set up arrays that shoot radio waves at drones. And essentially, the drones that sort of aren't allowed to be there uh, come down. They, 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 they land or are otherwise taken out of the sky. I'm not Until there's sure. some drone maker that makes a drone that's impervious to these signals. Which is bound to happen, right? Which, so, that, that's what always worries me about these kinds of things is that it becomes this arms race. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and there's two sides. End? Right? There's two sides. So on the one hand, you, you have the likely weaponization of drones. Like, that's going to happen. It's, right. It's already, well, I mean, in terms of plane drones, it's already happening. I'm yeah. thinking more in terms of quadcopters, but- that's going to be happening or is happening now. Yep. So you have to have a way to combat that. Yeah. But you're right. Like, it's just going to fuel the technology fire. And yeah. It's going to fuel an arms race. Yeah. Instead. And I mean, look, I, I am uh, I'm not a big fan of drones just flying around everywhere. Interestingly, when we were on vacation, we were at the Grand Canyon and they have signs everywhere that say no drones allowed. Right. And really? Everywhere. Well, because you think about it, they, they have to put them out over the Grand Canyon and everybody's going to crash. and fall Exactly. So they have and... helicopter tours and things like that. And, mm -hmm. right. you know, this drone runs into a helicopter and it crashes and people die. Yeah, you can't right? do that. And there's apparently a lot of people out west that are ticked off over these drones because they'll have forest fires that happen. Everybody sends their drone out. And then the the firefighters, the smoke jumpers, can't send helicopters and planes oh, out man. to fight the fires, yeah. right? So the fires get bigger because they can't actually do the firefighting the stuff are in the way. because the drones are in the way. That's right? crazy. So I mean, I'm a big fan of this, but I worry that it's just going to be the start of a, a of an arms race of drones that are impervious and, and things like that. Yeah. And interestingly, the FCC is it the FCC the FAA um, has pulled back on their rules about people registering their drones. 
Yeah, they have. And that's that's they're refunding yeah, money and all this stuff. Yeah. And so it's like, well, okay, so now they less can't people decide how to what to do with these things. Yeah. You know? So it's it's you know, I guess this happens with any new technology. It's a new frontier. It's disruptive. We're trying to figure out what to do next, mm-hmm. uh, how to legislate this, how to deal with it and control it, um, to make everybody be able to use it, but also be safe. Uh, and so I think we're just we're not there yet. So speaking of legislation, there's an interesting article that that we'll link to in the show notes that shows us uh, a great video by former President Obama that is completely fake. And it is remarkably and scarily convincing. Did you watch the video? Yeah, it was amazing. Like. Uh, Un, like you could not tell. No, you could not it was tell faked yeah. at all. No, like sometimes things look sort of photoshopped or like video. You can tell, oh, the lips are off or right. Like this was unbelievably perfect. And if you put out this video of of Obama saying, you know, I'm the Easter Bunny, like you could convince people that he's the Easter Bunny. Yeah, like, so it's f- convincing for those of you that haven't seen it. Basically, what they did is they took audio from one Obama speech. Right. And overlaid it onto the video of another Obama speech. Yep. So obviously the words were not going to match up with the lips. Right. right? So they used some kind of machine learning, artificial intelligence stuff, and they basically paired the two things together to make it all match up. And I tell you what, so they, to make it even more obvious, they took a speech from when he was younger, when he was a state senator. He was, he looked like a little kid. Yeah. Holy smokes. Took that speech to when he was president, you know, like 20, 30 years later. Easily. And it's sounded, it it looked like he was saying those words. So the thing that scares me about this is that Adobe, not too long ago, demoed some software that they've got. So it's the audio version of like Photoshop. Right. So you could, this thing would take in audio from anybody. And whatever you're saying and deconstruct it. And then you could type in words for that person to say. Right. And it sounds literally like that person saying it. Oh, man. So they did this demo and they had this guy saying all kinds of things. He was on stage and he'd said one sentence and then he was saying all kinds of things after that. One sentence. One sentence. And they could make him say anything, like all kinds of crazy stuff. Anything. And so you pair that with this video, then it's like, well, this person is saying these things, which they never said, and they never had this video actually happen of them. And then what is it that you believe now? Well, and it's, it's, it's fake news to the, to the nth degree, right? I mean, like there's one thing about fake news and there's a big, you know, there's obviously a big problem with text or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're reading this quote and it's from this sort of quasi feels like it's legitimate source, which isn't legitimate. And then you go, okay, well, let me, let me take that with a grain of salt. Let me research that a little bit. But now... I mean, people typically trust video. I mean, right. it's video. you're watching them say it. Right. And now what we learn is just can't trust video. you can't trust video. Yeah. We know you can't trust Photoshop. Like, we know you can't trust images. We get that, right? Yeah. I mean, images yeah. are untrustworthy at this point and for all sorts of reasons. Right. But now video is untrustworthy. Right. And now audio is untrustworthy. Exactly. Which so, is even scarier. So what do you trust then? I, I, there's going to have to be something that comes out where where some somehow people can validate these things. Right. Like there's going to have to be some kind of validation tool where somebody can put a stamp on it or a thumbprint or yeah. some like technical encryption or or something. Yep. To validate these things, and then ultimately, as, as people will have to basically validate every piece of content we put out there, yeah. and people have to test against it and say, is this validated or not? Is yeah. it real? Maybe maybe it's uh, everybody that actually firsthand witnesses an event digitally signs maybe the audio or video from that event saying I was there and this is how it happened. It's just, it's fat. The, yeah. impl- the long-term implications of this are fascinating. Yeah. And I think, you know, the people that probably should be at the forefront and I don't know if they are or not 
is archive.org. Right. You know, they archive basically the internet, everything. Yeah. everything. Right. Um, this is probably a big issue for them. I, I don't know that I've seen anything from them talking about this as a problem, but right. I would suspect that if anybody does something around this, it would be probably first and foremost them. You know, one of the things, funny things about archive.org is, uh, so I, I used to run different websites just across my career uh-huh. and, and like write different things and things that, that I are probably, I'm probably glad or not up now that were right. just foolish, like kid stuff, you know? But uh, but you can go back and find all that super old stuff. I mean, it's right. all there. Like every, it is all there. Every bit of it. Yeah. And it's like, hey, look, there's my 18 year old self on my nonprofit website, and don't yeah. I look like a complete idiot. You know? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So it's there, there's a way to request stuff to go away, right? On archive.org. I have no idea. There should I, be. I probably should. <laughs> like, can you take down that picture of me where I'm completely bald and look like a nut job? Like that'd yeah. be great if you let's, don't mind. Uh, let's not let our great great grandchildren see some of this yeah, stuff for real. Let me let me moderate that just a little bit for you. So, all right. So, so speaking of moderation, uh, and th- so this is related to a story that we reported on or, or talked about in a previous episode, and we talked about these security robots. And this story is the most this, awesome story ever. This is my favorite story of the whole deal. We talked about these security robots and how they're going to, and, and, and actually related to Atlanta, they're going to go around uh, the Atlanta Aquarium in the near future. Yeah. And so these autonomous robots that yeah. are supposed to help you out. And they're supposed to add a layer of security boop, 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 boop. and a layer of, you know, video and things like that. And apparently one of them had just, ha- at a mall, had just had enough. Like, <laughs> just, and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> couldn't take it anymore and drove himself right into the fountain, face down in the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> and it was floating. And you, you see the photos of this. You'll have to check it out in the show notes. Oh, my God. You see the photos of this, and this thing is floating. And there's like three or four people trying to haul it yeah, out. Yeah, like hundreds of pounds. Of the, of the pool. And it's the funniest. And it's fried, obviously. Yeah, it's like, I'm sure it wasn't yeah. sealed for water because yeah. they didn't think that it was going to take a nosedive right into a pool of water. <laughs> What's so great is that uh, is all the commentary in the article around it, like, score one for humanity. <laughs> we, we have to worry a lot less about the Termina- Terminator uh, upcoming doom and, and killing all of humanity through robots. We'll just put pools of water out there, and we're good. Yeah, exactly. Pools of water they can just sort of trip into, and we're all set. Just the toddlers <laughs> will avoid it, and the robots will just fall straight headfirst in. So, so apparently, if it's the same pool, you just need a couple of steps into the pool, yep. and then that's it. And just let them go. And then, and then they'll just be like, oh. Do, 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 so during the robot boosh. attack, the key is trenches of baby pools just all around your house. Just <laughs> trenches of baby pools. Ooh, maybe that's a stock <laughs> purchasing idea. Go buy whoever makes baby pools. Like the little That's waiting right. pools for the yard. Or, or a sales idea. I need to go buy all the baby pools buy them and all sell up. them on the yeah. robotinvasionbabypools.com <laughs> trademarked. Pre- prevent the robot invasion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right, so another, another great and really humorous startup story uh, this week was the Chinese umbrella sharing company that nearly lost all of its 300,000 umbrellas. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. This is uh, like, yeah. Listen, the sharing economy is great, and like sharing bikes is great, and and being able to share rides is great, and being able to share just all these things is great. But there comes a point where you've gone too far, and I think we may have found one of those points. I I think the the line is if you can't just buy it on a whim, yeah, then then maybe that's something you should share. Yeah, right. I mean, like you can't just walk into the store and buy and one. It really costs like what eight bucks, five bucks. Like, yeah. come on, really? Like an umbrella. Maybe well, and, that's not something. And you so the way this share. the way this sharing thing worked is you would go to a stand and you'd have an app and you would pay. I think you would pay like two dollars and seventy one cents or something. It was something like that. Some yeah. somewhere in that range. Yeah, up front, and then you pay seventy five cents an hour. And I'm thinking, yeah. 
Well, that ends up costing more than just buying an umbrella. If you use it twice, you've paid for an umbrella. Right. That's the dumbest thing. And so, anyway, so you'd pay it, and then the 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 app or the, the mechanism would unlock the umbrella, then you'd take your umbrella. But then the idea, apparently, according to the article, is that then when you're done, you just leave the umbrella somewhere. Anywhere. Anywhere. How well, how is the, anybody else going to find it? Well, how is anybody else going to find it? And how can you charge by the hour when you don't know when they've left the umbrella? Are they going to like mark it on their app or something? And so, <laughs> so what happened was it seems like a lot of effort for an umbrella. A lot of effort for an umbrella. Just get what? Just carry a raincoat, get a poncho or something. But you know it, what? It, what the startup person found is that people are just taking them home. Well, of course you're taking them home. Yeah, it's raining. You're going home. Yeah, and you, you don't do? want to be wet. And and if the problem is that people forget their umbrellas, then they just are going to forget them at home. Yeah. And they're just going to go get another one. Yeah. And another one. And it's another just, one. It's just crazy. And all the umbrellas are going to be at people's homes. It's like, uh, it's like we need to, like, let's share flashlights. No, we, I need a flashlight. <laughs> like, I don't need to share a flashlight. Like, I'm, I need a flashlight. Like, I understand if it was some kind of special high-tech umbrella. Like, right. I, I actually use a kind of fancy umbrella. Uh, I saw Ooh, this thing. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting insight into your soul here. Yeah, well, <laughs> this should probably be a tech wreck, but it, okay. uh, this is a bonus one. All right. I use this one called the Blunt. Okay. B-L-U-N-T. Got it. Uh, and it's got rounded uh, things, so you can't poke people's eyes out. Oh, <laughs> nice. Audience. That's I like nice. that, yeah. Um, and it's reinforced against the wind. So I've been outside in the wind, and it doesn't whoop, pop up uh, on okay. you when it's like super windy. Uh, and okay, yeah, it's a little bit more spendy than an $8, right. $8 umbrella. I think it's like 40, 45 bucks or something. But I tell you, it's it's a nice umbrella. It's so worth here's it. here's my critical question about that. Does it have a sword hidden in the shaft? It has no sword oh, hidden in the shaft. See, I'm, I'm profoundly disappointed in it now. I just, I can't get behind it. Actually, that. I lied. It's like 60 to to $100. Oh, man. Well, there you go. It's fancy. All right, Mr. It's fancy Pants. Super high tech. <laughs> as long as you don't leave it somewhere and forget it. Well, let's just leave it on the street like you do for the sharing umbrella I, service. See, so I would never not? do that. Leave it on the street. So I, I could see if you're doing $60 umbrellas in a sharing service like this. Okay, that would make sense. But $8 but these umbrellas? Are, these are cheap little yeah, umbrellas, no. man. They're, they're not nice. Doesn't make any sense. Three, but they lost 300,000 umbrellas in like that, a matter of weeks. That's like, wouldn't you say, hey, we've lost 10,000 of them. <laughs> Let's stop. Maybe Let's we should do something. something. Out. Let's, Let's this is not working. Them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's, there comes a point where you have to put a stop to it. Not at 300,000. You've missed the mark somewhere. It's not at 300,000. No. Yeah. It, it might be at, at a single comma, like a thousand somewhere. <laughs> a single comma. It, two, it's, it's not at two commas. Definitely. May, I, I, listen, 10,000 is still better than 300. Yeah. I'm just 300,000. Yeah. It's just crazy, man. Yeah. Insane. Well, speaking of crazy. We are not going to get political, but we are going to comment at least on this one item that is political in nature because it is related to startups. So the Trump administration has postponed or in, in, in some way I think they're postponing to, to remove completely the startup visa rules. So yeah, you're is... going to need to tell me a little bit about this. Yeah. And then I'm going to do the best I can to not go off on a tirade. And we're going to bounce it around <laughs> here a little bit. It's going to be great. So uh, as I recall, if I cor- recall correctly, this is about bringing people that are doing startups, entrepreneurs into the U.S. Right. right. So right. Um, if they raise a certain amount of money, do you remember how much it was? I do not remember the number. Hundred thousand, half a million. I think it was half a million dollars. Okay. That's that was the original proposal. There's a bunch of people that have been working on this for a while. So somebody right. that comes to this country raises some money, uh, has a startup from you know raises money from uh, qualified investors. They would then have the ability to stay in this country and start a company. Right. So you know this has kind of bitten us a few times. There have been entrepreneurs out of like Y Combinator right. that have left the country. 
because they don't have a visa to stay here. Right. And so we're idiots because it's giving away revenue. Exactly. We're we're losing these and not just revenue, but, but jobs. Talent. Right? Yeah. So th- this talent is revenue leaving talent, yeah. and and creating jobs and the jobs are not here even though they want to be well, here. And the investors are here, largely. Exactly. It's their money. Yeah. So the, people here. so the upside comes back here, but the jobs are not here, which is actually where more of the upside is. Exactly. Uh, as well as the the potential of these employees making money and and uh, you know from stock and all that stuff, and right. so creating millionaires hopefully here. Right. We just said, yeah, we don't want to do that. We don't want you people here. We, we don't want your money. Right. That's, that's what we did. That's basically so, insane. And it's just, it is so nonsensical. These yeah. are not people that are taking people's jobs. These are people creating jobs. Yes, we want These people, are the people creating you jobs. Want. That's what we want. More people yeah. creating jobs. Like, I don't understand. I like that. Who would be against this? Like, I don't well, want people least, creating jobs. There's at least one person whose name begins with a T and ends with a rump. Yeah. Just saying. And and it's, it, you know, maybe when you own a bunch of companies, maybe that's why you don't want other people starting companies, right? <laughs> maybe so. Because you want all the stuff. Uh, maybe. maybe that's oh, what it di- is. We're digressing here, though, so yeah, let's not go there. Though it's very tempting. Anyway, uh, okay. Yeah, I, that's it's unfortunate. I think it's, I'll, I'll it's just bad. say it's very unfortunate. I, I think you know. I think what they're doing now is delaying the rule, but their intention is to it's scrap to it. And mm. and it's it's bad for it's bad for business. It's bad actually, for country. and I I think it's not just bad for us as a country. I think it's bad for other countries too. Right. Because if you have entrepreneurs that come from other countries that come here and become successful, right? They do things to help yeah, their pay, homeland. They pay it back. And mm-hmm. that increases global security, increases right. all kinds, of, and it creates new consumers for things that are coming out of the U.S. Yep. It's all good stuff at the end of the day, Yeah. right? I mean, having more countries be better off is good for us. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, think, it's, I think it's critical that, that, uh, that we have that, but it's unfortunate that we don't. So. Yeah. Well, on a maybe, maybe happier, but also slightly concerning note i don't know maybe um uh, so we'll just mention this briefly and then we're going to move on to our tech recommendations we're going to change the name of our app recommendations to tech recommendations because this is tech talk y'all and it's not always an app so um but before that i I did want to mention there's a story in here about police body cams are going to begin using ai to help find missing people which is kind of cool i think that's a good thing and maybe it's a little weird the whole police body cam thing like you're always being videoed is a little weird i guess in a sense but I mean, it's one step closer to the, those like futuristic ideas where everybody's automatically identified. You know, right. like you walk through the airport and, and there's there's cameras right. that capture your face and they know every person in the airport immediately. Yeah. You know? uh, so that's a little scary. And th- but that's where we're headed, right? That's, yeah. that's the natural outcome of this. I, I don't think that's necessarily Long-term. a good thing. But finding yeah. missing people, I think, I is a good that. thing. I do love that. And yeah. and I, I could see like you're a police officer and there's probably, I don't know, in a city, dozens, dozens. hundreds of got, people got that are missing. Yeah. And you're not going to remember the picture of every single one of them. No, for sure. And so you have an assistive device that helps you say, hey, this is for somebody that needs help. Yeah, I, like, um, I do like that I think that's a good thing. I do like I, that. I, I do definitely worry about the privacy implications and, and that slippery slope like we talked about before. Yeah. And, and where does it go to? Because, you know, part of the beauty of, of being in a democratic country is that you get to not be bothered, right? If yeah. you're not doing anything, you just go about your business you do and, your thing. and nobody yeah. knows you and you can be anonymous. Less so lately. Less yeah. so lately. So let's move on to the part of our show. Like I mentioned, tech recommendations. We're going to move away from app recommendations in particular, though my recommendation is an app. But in particular, we want to talk about tech recommendations for uh, for this week or this episode. So you start, Sanjay. What do you got? Yeah. So this is something that um, I've been using for a while, right? but it kind of came into my face again the other day. Uh, so we were coming back from our vacation on a flight 
and I'm sitting there and, and this guy sits next to me. And you know, in the in Delta airplanes, there's the little USB ports oh, that yeah. you can plug into and charge right. up your thing. He pulls out his USB cord, plugs in his phone, just sands anything in, you know, right into this USB port. Right. And it scared the bejesus out of me. Because here's the thing. You don't know what's on the other end of that port. Right. It could be something malicious. It could be something that is downloading stuff from your phone. It could right. be something putting a virus on your phone. Right. And so, you don't know what it is. So to qualify this, USB ports with phones obviously serve two functions. And we don't often think about this. I mean, it's, it, if you think about it for half a second, you realize, oh, of course. But you don't think about it when you're charging your phone. So they serve the, the purpose of charging your phone. They also serve the purpose of syncing data. And you can put data on a phone from a USB cord. You can push data to a phone from a USB cord. And so when you're plugging into a USB at a public space or a friend's house or really anywhere, you're not just charging your phone. You're also making your phone, you're giving your phone a direct connection to some other hardware that then has access to your phone. Exactly. Right. That's not a good thing. That's probably not a good thing. So, um, and interestingly, I, I kind of tweeted the the fact that I was worried about this, and somebody, uh, Kevin, Kevin Smith, I had to look at uh, okay. his name, sent me a note and say you should also talk about um, USB sticks that people send you in the mail. Apparently, oh man, Blue Cross Blue Shield, what has been sending USB sticks no. to people with their entire like directory? No, you should not never, put never random USB sticks into your computer. Unless that you is, want it to die. Yeah, that is yeah. a bad thing. But it's let me tell idea. you the recommendation I have for USB ports. So I have a thing called the PortaPal. Uh, what is it called? Uh, hold on a second. Let me look it up here. The PortaPal. Okay. PortaPal fast charge and data block USB adapter. We're gonna put a, a link in the show notes. Okay. But this thing does two awesome things. One, it blocks data. Great. So if you have this thing and then you plug your your cord into it, you don't have to worry about that device being infected or infecting you right. or downloading your data or anything. It disconnects the data connection. Right. The other thing that it does is it implements a fast charge. So a lot of data ports that you have like that could, in theory, fast charge your phone. Right. So a lot of phones have like this, I think it's fast Qualcomm, right. Qualcomm uh, fast charge capability. Right. Like mine has it. I've got the Samsung uh, phone. Uh, and this thing will then force it and, and say, no, this is a fast charge capable port. And then your phone will fast charge that. Nice. I've tried it out. It works. It nice. even works in the car. Um, so, you know, with a regular port, it'll say, oh, no, this is actually a fast charge. And it'll down, it'll charge it even faster. Give so some more juice. I this like thing that. is 13 bucks for two of them. I highly recommend it. I bought one for everybody in the family. Nice. So everybody has one. So there's no did excuse. Did you buy me one? I did not buy you one. <sighs> You're not in my family. Gosh. Not my Blood family. Well, you know, you're my tech talk, y'all. That's right. You know what my uh, my friend calls these? What's that? He calls them USB condoms, and that's what it is. It protects you from bad data. Yeah, that's right. Let's 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 keep that out of there. Just to put that mental image out there for everybody. Thought I would would share that. This one's red, though. (laughs) Okay. I don't know if that matters. I don't know that it does. Bright red, though. So you know it's there. (laughs) You know it's there. That's great. I like that. So what do you got? Uh, so for me, I started using an app this week called uh, Morning Routine. So are you familiar with the the Pomodoro method of, of productivity? Yeah. So you use like a little timer and yeah. you, do, you don't do anything else other than the thing. Right. Until it bings. Yeah. So the, or so until you like twist it so that it bings <laughs> quicker right, yeah. and then you can go do well, other stuff. So the Pomodoro method is typically 25 minute increments, 25 minutes of work, very, very, very focused work, five minutes of rest, 25 minutes, five minutes of rest. And the problem I've always had with it is that my days don't chunk up into 25 minutes. Okay. So uh, I downloaded this app called uh, Morning Routine, and it allows me to set up a routine of as many tasks as I want and put timers, custom timers on it. So for example, 
in my morning routine, I have, you know, get up and I'm going to, I'm going to wake up and drink water and that's a five minute timer. And so then the timer. Oh, goes so the, the time is different for everything. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, so I get up and drink water and it's a five minute timer. And then the next thing is I'm going to read. And that's Do you really drink water minutes. for five minutes? Well, no, that's the get up, get downstairs, get okay. position, drink some water, the whole deal. <laughs> I right? was going to say that then is the next 15 <laughs> minutes go to the bathroom and No, and not like that. No. <laughs> so, uh, so five minutes, get up, get downstairs. Then uh, 10 minutes of reading and then uh, I think like five minutes of like prayer and meditation and then 30 minutes of writing. And so so the, the timer will just bing every time I need to go to the next task and it'll just right. keep me moving. Right. But, I, but I focus only on that one thing for that very specific set time. Morning and so routine. it's been okay. it's been amazing because I've created a morning routine. I've created an afternoon routine to kind of close my day out. Right. And then I've got like two other routines during the day that I can just sort of plug in where I need them. Okay. And it helps me to get through my sales process and helps me to create content and really stay super, super lightning focused. I'm going to write a blog post about it really soon in terms of how I use it yeah. and what my thinking is behind it. Okay. Okay. But I found that, and I wrote a blog post actually about this today on my blog, adamjwalker.com, but I found that that this level of focus makes everything I'm doing significantly better. Huh. And I actually feel like I've got a lot more time in the day. Like really? I'm not, I'm not getting distracted by texts. I'm not, I'm not popping into email. Like it just, I just focus in, I get the job done and then I move to the next thing. It's okay. Great. And is this a iOS only app, Android think, as well? I think Morning Routine might be an iOS only app. I'm sure there are comparable ones for okay. Android as well. So okay. I think it's, it's worth looking into. And it, and at the very least, if you're interested in that sort of focus, you can look up Pomodoro apps. Pom I mean, the Pomodoro method is still a great method. It's just right. not, just doesn't quite fit what I need it for. Yeah. Cool. Been amazing. Awesome. Love it. Well, uh, Sanjay, how can we find you if we want more information about what you're up to? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay. That's S A N J A Y. And as I always say, I've got a blog, but I don't use it at sanjayparik.com. That's going to go. One That's day. Good. It's going to change one day. One day. I think it's coming soon, actually. Very I, soon. I think I might have some time. I'm going to start uh, pressuring you with uh, some timers is what yeah. I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm like, Sanjay, you, you got 25 you do, minutes, go. Can you do 30-day timers uh, on that thing? Maybe not that long. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. So if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at uh, AJ Walker. You can also find me at adamjwalker.com, where I blog about productivity and all kinds of other crazy and interesting things. And uh, that's, I guess, it. This has been great. Thanks for listening. To Thanks for listening. Tech Talk, y'all. Next time. Can you believe we actually got done on time? Really? Was yeah. it Was it 30 minutes? Yeah, it's uh, 32 minutes. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of, it felt like it was rolling really good. That's why when I asked.